Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we have Olivia and Lisa from the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for coming today. And before we get started, we're going to be doing our question of the day. And the question of the day is, are you watching the Olympics? And if someone waved a magic wand and made you an Olympian, what sport would you play? So ladies, do you guys want to go first? Yes. Uh, yeah, I just got my Wi-Fi back. Um, we, uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not watching the Olympics because we don't even know how to work our TV yet. We just moved into our house. But if I got like a magic wand, um, probably gymnastics. I was a gymnast for a while, but I would never dare to try it takes on your body. So, so much respect to all those gymnasts. Yeah. yeah I, was I don't gonna... think I can do gymnastics. I'm not flexible at all. It's so awful. It no. messes with you. So intense. Um, I'm not watching the Olympics, but I feel like I probably will. I just don't know, like consistently. I know it's the summer Olympics, but because you did, you guys didn't put any parameters on it. I think I would choose um, figure skating, but solely for the outfits, because I feel like, and, and just like the slick bun, I don't know. I just feel like they're like the coolest out of all of them. So you're going to say slick butt. They're, they're slick butt. <laughs> they do have nice butts. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No parameters. So, I mean, Winter Olympics is totally open and, and I love that. <laughs> um, Maddie, do you want to go? Maybe bobsledding. You know? That would be Ooh, fun too. I'll be Ooh. on your team. Oh no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> No, no. Okay, for what, are, what are your guys' picks? <laughs> I, I do totally agree with the figure skating thing, though. I am so envious of their outfits. I saw one of my favorite creators, officially Quigley, like last year did like her oh, Halloween yeah. costume with her husband was, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting their name? Does anyone know who I'm talking about? Like, like, the, Tanya like Harding. Yes, Tanya Harding. Yes. And she like did like the whole yeah. dress up thing. And I was like, honestly, that's such a fun outfit. <laughs> It's like, it's like a fun thing to dress up in Halloween because you could just dress up in the fun outfits. I know that's like a good question. I don't know. I have not been watching the Olympics. I am the worst, but I I've been like tuning in with, I don't know, like the news updates and everything like that. And I'm like watching whatever they post on TikTok. So kind of staying (laughs) up to date with it. I don't know. I would love to, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe like I, I like the figure skating idea for the outfits because I think that would be super fun. But I have not been doing sports recently, so I can't really think of anything. No. So I'm just going to I'm going to copy you. I'm going to go with figure skating. That sounds fun. Perfect. I've never done sports. I don't even know what sports yeah, you are. Really don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, I think for me. So I was also gymnast growing up, but I I didn't do club. I just did it recreationally. So I never learned how to twist, but, um, I think for me, I also ran track growing up. And so I think I would probably be a jumper. I was a long jumper and a triple jumper and I ran hurdles, but, um, I'm pretty, I'm like on the short side. So hurdles, like as they raise the hurdle, it got more challenging as I grew up. So I'd probably be, be a jumper, which I know is ironic because a lot of like the Olympic jumpers are very, very tall and I'm like the complete opposite. Um, um, but I love track and field. I'm so excited for it to start. And then, um, I am watching the Olympics. Um, I try to like follow along with some of this stuff, but like, I can't get into fencing. It was on last night. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I turned it, I turned it on to, um, women's soccer, which I can follow a little bit better. Um, oh, soccer's a good one. Yeah. Soccer's awesome. Yeah, I forget that soccer is a part of the Olympics. Skateboarding is a part of the Olympics now. Yeah. I- that was my number two choice. That's so oh, funny. Skateboarding That'd be, be funny fun. to tell people you're in the Olympics and be like, yeah, I fence. And people are like, oh, oh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So you guys will have to let us know if you are watching the Olympics this season on Instagram or our Facebook group. Let's go ahead and get to know our friends from the Salt and Pepper podcast. Hey guys. <laughs> so we would, love to, <laughs> we would love to just start. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is so much fun. We had so much fun on your podcast. So we're so excited to have you guys here. We would just love for you guys, for anyone who's unfamiliar with you two, to maybe just do like a quick intro to who you guys are, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah. Do you want me to 
I'll go? start. Yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lisa. Um, I am a mom of two boys and, um, other than podcasting, my husband started a church, which I help out with a lot, but podcasting is like my number one thing right now, other than unfortunately being a mom most of the time. <laughs> I love my kids though. <laughs> and then um, our podcast is a lifestyle podcast and we talk about entrepreneurship and mental health. Um, I'm more of the, well, she's, she's mentally healthy, but I talk a lot about like my struggles and mental health. And she talks about her like physical health because she actually works out and I don't and entrepreneurship, which she's like a crazy entrepreneur. And um, I hopped on the podcast as the second co-host um, after the previous previous one left. And so Olivia started the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you really teed it up there for me. Thank yeah, you. There you go. Um, yeah. So I'm Olivia and I am, yeah, I mean, my quote unquote intro, I guess, is content creator, brand builder, all this stuff. But yeah, I podcast. Um, I am a wedding filmmaker and I've been in the content creation space for about seven years, creating content just for my own personal brand. Um, and then I also help uh, my boyfriend, who's a full-time DP. I help him um, on sets and stuff like that, doing all of that kind of stuff. So all around just content creation. Um, and yeah, I started this podcast about two years ago um, and through a bunch of ups and downs and we're almost a hundred episodes in, but we are here. <laughs> awesome. And then how did you guys, you were, so were you guys friends beforehand? Like how did you, Olivia approach Lisa and was like, be my podcast. Like how did that conversation happen? So that's interesting. <laughs> well, we were Instagram friends for a really long time. Um, and then I moved to where we are now in Southern Oregon, where she grew up. And that's when me and my husband um, started our church. And um, that's why we moved down here. Uh, and yeah, we just, uh, our husbands are kind of mutual friends. They run in the same friend group and we ended up getting dinner uh, when I was pregnant with my first and we kind of just hit it off. We have really similar personalities. And I remember first meeting her and she was talking about starting the podcast. And I was like, wait, I want to be on that. <laughs> and I almost told her like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, not better than your co-host, but I think I would do a really good job <laughs> and we know her. Um, and so when, uh, the last co-host ended up leaving, I, I did something I never do. And I, I just audio messaged Olivia and I'm like, Hey, so this is my application slash you have no choice. I'm going to be your next co-host. Yeah, it was, um, I like how you always say our husbands, our husbands. To, to you, to you. He's just my husband. She's known her boyfriend longer than I've, yeah, I've been, been married with him and for my eight and a half years. So I guess it's all the same, but <laughs> <Sorry. It's laughs> um, no, I just think it's funny. Um, yeah. So I, I started it with, you know, somebody else and I, I knew I've known for years, ever since I started listening to the skinny confidential and the lady gang, and they were kind of like the people that I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and I would listen to it every day going to the job that I hated. And I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I knew I wanted it to be the salt and pepper podcast because, um, I started going gray when I was 18 and my hair was obviously salt and pepper. And I was just like, this is so fun. So I started it with my other friend, which at the time I think was like so amazing for what it was in the season, but just because of like health reasons and stuff like that, she left. And so then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this alone. Like I am going to, you know, I, I cried for a day and then we only missed one episode ever in two years when it was the week that she had left. And I was like, no, like I'm going to do this. And so I traveled to Seattle actually by myself and I did two interviews and I was like, this is awesome. Like I actually really can do this. And then I get a audio message from her. And meanwhile, I had felt like the Lord was telling me if anyone's going to be your co-host, they're going to ask you. And it was like the weirdest moment. Cause I don't have a lot of moments like that. And so mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, sure. And then sure enough, I mean, her and I hadn't really hung out that much. And so when I got this basically five minute application via audio <laughs> message, I was like, well, let's talk about it. Cause she was pregnant with her second. And I was like, you know, let's sit down and, and talk. But because I had already kind of felt like someone 
if someone was going to be on, they were going to ask me, I was kind of like, I think you're supposed to be my co-host. And so there wasn't really a conversation. There was kind of just like a, okay, a let's meeting and let's do it. So yeah. And well, That's what's awesome. crazy is that what my inspiration was, I hooked her up with my friend who started her own business, a really successful bag company. And I'm like, you need to meet Alana. She's amazing. <laughs> she's so inspirational. Like she's my inspiration. I saw her build her business from like living with her sister, literally no money at all to like so successful. And, um, when I was listening, it was literally, I finished that podcast, listening to that podcast episode. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to check in with anyone. I'm not going to see what other people think. Like, I know this is what I was made to do and I would be so good at it. And that's pretty much, I just like talked myself up for those five minutes in the audio message. And I'm like, this is literally why you're supposed to have me on the podcast. And we literally didn't know like what it would look like with me having another kid or what the, it was actually pretty insane having another kid after that, but it's gone so well. Yeah. I love you. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. I love that story. That's such a cool, like way to kind of, I mean, obviously you'd found each other before, but that's such a cool way to kind of meet up and say, this is going to work. And we're going to start like, not start a podcast together, but join forces and like continue mm-hmm. the podcast. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I was going to say, actually, like Lisa, you, you touched on it. It's like the, one of the best things I've heard from like one of my mentors is that you honestly just make the decision and then you figure out how to make it work. Like if you're that passionate and you clearly experience a sign from somewhere that says, this is your opportunity, this is going to happen regardless of the circumstance, just make it work. You know, you're going to make it work because that's what you want. Um, I feel like that's like a great I'm so glad you shared your story because that's something that I've like tried to like apply to my own career and creative ventures. It's like, nope, if I want it, I'm going to make it happen. It's going to work out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's been for everything that I've done. Cause I mean, I didn't go to school or anything like that. And I always just say yes. And I figure it out later. And I'm just like, sure. I'll film your wedding. Literally the first wedding I did, I had never even like pretty much touched the camera and you know it's just stuff like that where it's like sure I'll interview you as a guest you know and you're like sweating and you'd have no idea what you're doing but I feel like especially because she did approach me that way where she's like no I just I want to do this I'm like sweet I love that attitude you know so I think it's a really good reminder just for anybody like if you want to do something just say yes and you'll you will figure it out or maybe you won't but you'll still learn from what you did wrong who is it I I just heard this um from someone. <laughs> oh, it was on Great. TikTok. Um, and she's a podcaster and she was saying, don't let other people tell you, or don't tell yourself. No, let other people tell you no. And so like, don't be the one keeping yourself in the way of the things you can do because you probably can do so much more than you believe. Mm-hmm. So just let other people know, say no to you. And if they don't want you, then someone else probably will. Yeah. I actually saw that exact advice on TikTok today. <laughs> so that's, I've literally never heard that before. And I saw that on TikTok today. It was like, what's one thing, if you're 30, what's one thing that you would tell your 20 year old yep. self? And this girl was like, it's this really changed my life. Oh, that's awesome. It's so funny. Cause I want to have her on the podcast now. I'm like, <laughs> I just emailed right? her. <laughs> oh, like, no way. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like too, it's a lot of not no, but not right now, because I know we've Mm -hmm. asked a lot of people, like even ask somebody who's like somebody I've wanted on the show for a while. And, you know, they said no. And I'm like, I don't take that as a no. I take that as like, okay, yeah, not yet. It's just not yet. You know? And I feel like anytime somebody does say no to you, I'm always like, man, that's such a bummer for you because like we're fun and I'm fun. And I think we would have a lot of fun together. So that sucks. No, I'm fun. Well, somebody, we had one of our, (laughs) one of our biggest people we had on, which will be coming out soon, which is, um, the bird's papaya, Sarah Nicole, I had been messaging her for over a year and I had followed up with her maybe seven times. And finally she wrote back. And I think, you know, she's like, okay, like (laughs) I'll be on your show. And I think it's just one of those things of like, you just keep, and it wasn't like annoying. It was over the course. I was, I was only stalking her like (laughs) a little bit, but you know, it was over the course of a year of, and even us asking other guests, like I will tweet them. We will send them gifts to their address to ask them to be on. Like we will do whatever it takes. And 
they might say no then, and then that's okay. But it's like, you just put your best foot forward. And most of the time you'll, you'll get it. I feel like. And even the people, the amount of people that we asked a year ago to, uh, do an interview or a podcast swap and they said no. And then they came to us like a year later and they're yeah. like, Hey, remember that one time? <laughs> We're like, yeah, okay, great. We're glad that you can see that in us now. And so that's even like a good reminder, like don't quit because it, it doesn't mean like you're not supposed to do it anymore. It just means you're supposed to keep working harder and keep getting better at what you're doing. I love that. Y'all are true salespeople. I'm going to say, right. <laughs> I literally in my first sales job, that is exactly what we would do. We would send gifts to anyone who hadn't responded to us yet, just to kind of like, let them know that we were thinking of them and like being very intentional about it. And like, just like a polite follow-up just to kind of keep it top of mind. And then like, the, you know, the whole sales mindset, like every now is one step closer to a yes. I remember when I first started sales, every time someone would tell me no on the phone, I would like cringe and I would get so uncomfortable and I hated it. And I was like, maybe I'm not right for sales. Maybe this isn't for me. And I'm like, no, of course, like we're like, we're, you know, like growing up, we're told that like, no, is like a bad thing. And so we're conditioned to think that that's the case, but really it's just every no is one step closer to a yes. And I love the mindset, like, oh, that's unfortunate for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I think, and that's one thing we talk about on our podcast so much, like we just try to dig into our audience's mind, like you're worth so much more than anything other people can tell you. And you really have to find that confidence in yourself. And like, I think that's a part of like the self-love culture. And I think like saying your worth is like much more than just loving yourself because you might not understand your worth just by loving yourself. It's like, find that confidence and find like the true meaning of who you are and just dig into that. I love it. So you guys have had quite a bit of guests on the show. I was like scrolling back just to like, you know, check up on, on other episodes I've missed. You guys had Kelty Knight from the lady gang. That's a big deal. Like the lady gang. I also started listening to them when they first launched. Um, and so I have to like, listen, I like saved it. Cause I was like, okay, I gotta like, listen to this episode. Is there a favorite podcast episode that you've done so far? Um, it could be with a guest or without a guest, but I'm curious to know if there's a fave. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kelty was a huge win, especially because I mean, like I said, I would listen to them on the way to work and they were a huge catalyst into, I mean, this podcast itself. So that one was so fun. Um, I think the one for me was Josh Landon. He founded, um, Ashlyn Seltzer, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. I'm like, what is his name? (laughs) Um, and what was crazy about his story is that I had heard him on the skinny confidential podcast and they, um, they're like, uh, what is it called? They're partners, partners, uh, with them. And they always talk about him and his, um, manager had reached out to us asking if he could be on the show. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, hello, am I being punked? Um, (laughs) you that's such like a millennial reference. Um, and (laughs) I know Ashton, is that you, you, um, yeah. And so that one was like, just really crazy. And I feel like you know, at the beginning of the episode, it was kind of like we were dipping our toes in. And by the end of it, I just felt like we, like, I was like, this is why I started the podcast. Like at the very end of the show, I was like, this is exactly the, these are the people I want to talk to. I just learned so much from you. And it was just like such an insightful episode. So, yeah, as far as interviews, I would, I would say Kelty now that I remember Kelty's episode, because she literally, she comes in, she sits down. She's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just like got into the biggest fight with my husband. And so like, I'm just like, but I'm here now. And she was like, upbeat the whole podcast. I'm like, dude, way to go. Like you like put your feelings aside, like, and you're still doing this. Like she could have just said like, no. And that's mm-hmm. like in the beginning stages of our podcast and doing interviews too. And so the fact that she was like, still willing to do it and she could have easily just called it off because she like felt too emotional or like upset or whatever but she was like amazing the whole podcast Mm -hmm. and um she has like a really similar story just as far as like being an inspiration and just going in gung-ho and like hey this is you know why you should have me like on your staff Mm -hmm. yeah Awesome. And then is there any like, like one piece of advice you'd give to any new podcasters out there? Cause I know we have some listeners, the girls have chatted with us on clubhouse and they've expressed like, 
you know, a podcast would be so fun to start, but I don't know. I'm unsure. So what piece of advice would you give to anyone who's thinking about launching a podcast? Yeah, I would say, um, hone in on your audio. I mean, I think that's like, as far as technical stuff goes, like really just do research on the best audio you can have, because I know a lot of people will turn a podcast off if it doesn't have good audio, but also give yourself grace because it can take so long when I, oh my gosh, when I listen back to the first few episodes, I'm like, um, these are so cringy. I'm going to keep them though. Um, because you do learn so much. And then I would say having a really solid brand identity, that's not copying what is out there. Cause it's really easy to mm-hmm. kind of have the same format. Um, but try to have your, a different spin on what you're presenting. Like if somebody came to your page or your podcast, what do you want them to feel like in less than 10 seconds? Like, and, and try to portray that in your graph graphics in your socials and all of that stuff. Um, and then the last thing I would say is making sure that you do a hundred episodes before you even, even hint at wanting to quit. Like I, I mean, there are so many podcasts out there, but the, the amount of podcasts that have a hundred episodes, isn't that much. So really push, do this for two years and look at it. Like you're going to school and just keep progressing and keep going. Even if you feel like you're not going to get anywhere. I love that. Like it, cause it is so easy, like to get so caught up and, oh my gosh, this is a whole new platform. I'm trying to learn it. I can't, I'm getting frustrated. Like we definitely had some audio <laughs> issues in oh, the yeah. beginning, especially with, you know, like when the pandemic hit and we started recording via zoom instead of like recording in person all the time. And there was so many ups and downs with that. And yeah, Emma and I have listened back to some of the old ones and we're like, oh no, like we'll put in the, like Emma puts in the notes, like, sorry guys, the audio is not great. And I mean, we're still figuring out some of that stuff because it really, like I, I agree with like kind of giving yourself some grace because it's you're learning a whole new medium like it's hard to kind of adjust when maybe this isn't something that you've done before but I think giving yourself grace and understanding like this is hard it's okay and there's yeah. going to be ups and downs but I love kind of the mentality of do 100 episodes don't quit until you get there and then just see where that takes you Yeah. And I mean, we just had an audio thing. Like I screwed up on this interview we did, which was so funny because she was talking about at the beginning how she loved podcasts with good audio. And then I screwed up and our audio was so bad. And this was like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, you know what? You, you You live and you learn. And now I double and triple check things. So yeah, it, you really do have to give yourself grace, but give yourself the proper time to research and figure out what you're doing. I love that. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. I, we would love to transition to just getting to know you guys a little bit better. Cause I, I think that'd be really fun. I know we kind of did a little bit of that on your guys's podcast too. And that was just really fun kind of chatting. So we'd love to know some just random fun questions. Like for starters, did you guys have a dream job growing up or what is your dream job? Um, so a fun little quirk about myself. I like to talk to myself a lot. And, um, like growing up, (laughs) growing up, like as a child, I would interview myself. Like I was Oprah, but I was also the guest and it would be like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, how did you get so famous? (laughs) And, you know, just like making up like whatever questions. And so honestly, I think I'm doing my dream job. Um, just wanting to get to know people and like build relationships with people and also like encourage people. I think I've, I've gone through just so many things. Um, and I think that I've, I've gone through so much, you know, especially in my mental health journey and just being a parent at all. Um, I think I've gone through so much hard times to encourage other people, uh, to get through it. That's awesome. Um, I, I did. I mean, I, so I started playing the harp when I was five. It's not like a thing that a lot of people know about me now, but I played the harp for about 10 years and my like trajectory was going to be being a professional harpist, which is so random because I was homeschooled too. So it was like a whole thing. And I ended up quitting when I was 15. And so everything kind of shifted. Um, but in that time, I also like started a jewelry business. And I think I just have always wanted to like be in that space of, I don't know if like entrepreneur is the right word, but just like making something and selling it. And 
when I went to college, that kind of changed as well. Um, so I would say as of right now, I, I totally am doing what I want to do, even though I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Um, but if I could have like my dream dream, it would be doing something like for Disney, not working for them, but doing some sort of project for them. Um, I would just die. Die. If that could happen. You, you would get the job and then you would die. <laughs> I, yeah. So something, something along the lines of some creative aspect of Disney, like just an offhand project would be like the coolest thing ever. That's incredible. I also, that is so cool that you played the harp. I know. Like, I no it's so random. <laughs> I, I know. I'm it. like, I need to get one. <laughs> yes. I wish I could play an instrument. I tried guitar for a while and I gave up really quickly because it started to hurt my fingers. I'm sure it oh, hurts yeah. way more playing the harp. Actually. Oh yeah. I yeah. had like blood blisters on all of my fingers and water blisters. You weren't allowed to have your fingernails long because you would break strings. It was, yeah, it was a dedication for sure. <laughs> I literally, (laughs) I I started taking like some college classes in the medical field when I was in um, high school and I literally dropped out because I couldn't choose my own outfits or like have long nails (laughs) in what I wanted to do. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do that. That's a deal breaker for me. Awesome. Well, okay. Next get to know you guys question. What is something that you have learned about yourself in the last few years? So we are doing this. <laughs> We're like, oh no. Um, oh gosh. Yeah, that's such a good question. Do you want me to go? Sure. <laughs> um, I would say I've learned um, perseverance and patience. Did that. I steal that from you? Yeah. Um, my whole life, my mom would tell me that I would procrastinate and I wouldn't ever follow through. And that was exceedingly more difficult with playing an instrument or starting a business. I would save everything for last minute. I didn't really want to finish the project, so I would quit. And in the last, I would say seven to 10 years, I have learned to just be like, this is a constant journey and I have to persevere and I have to finish these things because these things are non-negotiable. And if I don't finish them, I'm disappointing myself and I'm disappointing the future me. And so I think I've just learned like do something today that's going to help me tomorrow, um, even when it maybe doesn't make sense. So there's no monetary value behind it. Um, so, yeah, I think just constantly pushing and thinking of myself when I'm 90, like would I be proud of myself now? Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say, um, I would say I'm surprised by how much stronger I, I think I've always been strong, but I'm stronger than I knew I was. And so I think that like perseverance would be the word to like wrap that up is like, I've been able to just keep going through, uh, whatever I was going through. And so like postpartum was, was really difficult for me. I had a lot of stuff that was just exacerbated, like my anxiety. And I think I just wasn't really motivated before I got married. And even when I was married, I was just like ready to have kids, um, and like be a mom. Cause that's just what I, I wanted to do. And I really didn't want to work a job. Honestly, I just like, there was no job that I really liked to be totally (laughs) honest. And I'm like, I just like want to be a mom eventually. So I would just like work whatever job I could find until that time felt right. And then you'd be a mom and it's much crazier and harder than you ever expected to be. It's not, you know, butterflies and rainbows. And through that, through doing something like you really love and having it be so difficult, but you literally don't have a choice, but to wake up in the morning. And I guess you don't have a choice. You can leave, Mm -hmm. honestly, or you get up and you take care of your kids and you take care of your house and you take care of yourself and you just figure out a way. And um, I'm very thankful for medication (laughs) and I'm thankful for people around me, but yeah, I would say that, yeah, perseverance absolutely in the last few years and starting this podcast and like the amount of times you hear no, the amount of times you have no idea what you're doing as you're going into it, or even like, oh, 10 minutes until we start our personal podcast, what are we going to talk about? And it just like comes out so well. It's, it's encouraging. I love that medication really is a godsend. It really is. (laughs) 
I know. I like, I remember when I first, like my uh, doctor, like first was like, you should maybe do this. I was like, no, I was so hesitant. And it took me like years to finally get there, but I got to say, like, it just makes a huge difference when you're working on yourself. I think for me, like, that's also something that I've learned about myself in the last few years has really just been like, to like, listen to like other things and be okay and open to trying new things and all this, because I think I was so closed off to so many things that I wasn't like, I just felt, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm strong enough to get through this. I don't need to do this. You know? And I, I would just tell my, like say no, when in reality, like, you know, it was, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier with that, you know, TikTok where she was saying, you know, don't tell yourself no first. And I just kept telling myself, no, that's not going to work or no, like you're strong enough to do this. Like you don't need to, but it's not a matter of like strength or anything like that. It's like, it honestly is stronger to admit that you need to work on something or to go to someone and ask, because you can't do everything. You can't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. That just doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think one thing I've learned about myself, we've actually kind of touched on it with both your stories is like, you're more resilient than you think you are. And I feel like, especially with last, the last year in the pandemic that really pushed me. And I didn't like, I knew I could handle a lot. Like I knew I could, you know, juggle career and go to grad school and, you know, whatever, somewhat maintain a social, no, not really. Like I don't, (laughs) I'm not going to give myself, but like when I got laid off last year, like I really, I mean, it just like, you just have to like, it made me question, you know, everything. And it like forced me to like rethink what my career was going to look, look like, um, like a year earlier than I had planned, but just coming out of that, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm way more resilient than I thought I was like, I knew I was strong, but really in times of adversity, you're like, oh no, like I actually could handle more and I'm capable of growing, evolving, making better, you know, decisions for myself, choosing me, betting on myself. And so, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that ladies. Um, so moving on to our next question, what's one place you'd like to live? Maybe you love where you live now, but if you could choose anywhere in the world, is there another place you'd like to live? Yeah. Um, Disney World and the castle. <laughs> and I'm literally dead serious about that. <laughs> or in Walt's old apartment. But I like also feel like I couldn't like step on hollowed ground like that. Um, anywhere near Disney within walking distance. I just want to be where the magic is and where I could like feel it in my lungs. Yeah, like I can breathe it in. Breathe it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, realistically I love why is that not realistic oh no not (laughs) it could be realistic no 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 I promise I was saying Uh like that's not realistic (laughs) I was saying like okay unrealistically for myself I would like to live a ton of different places like I would love to live in Amsterdam for quite some time you know south of Italy for quite some time my family's from Romania um, so I'm first generation American and I would love to like spend every summer in Romania so that my kids can like learn our culture and be fluent in Romanian, but maybe in the future, uh, when they're older, we can do something like that. But I really do love where I live in Southern Oregon now out of anywhere I've lived. It's my favorite part. Yeah. I was going to oh, say so realistically <laughs> that, um, I mean, you guys know living in the Pacific Northwest, like you can travel a lot of places, but this really is one of the most beautiful places that I've it. been to. And I think the dream is having like the dream home here and then being able to travel really yeah. wherever for work totally. or for vacations and just working really, really hard now to experience that stuff later. Cause I think I think it's like a magical thinking of living in like Paris or Italy. And then you get down to it and it's like, these are places and you work and you live your life. And so for us, I think we're just so blessed to live in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's kind of where I always thought like, oh, I want to move around the world and do all this stuff. But like the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing, like, I love where I live. I would love to build my dream home here. And then yeah, like travel and vacation. I'm totally with you too on the, like wanting to kind of show your kids, like, like a little bit more about their like family's culture and everything like that. Cause I'm, well, I'm not from Ireland. My husband is, and like his whole family lives there, his parents, siblings, everything, except for one sibling who lives here. And it's been like a big deal for me 
to want, I really like one goal of mine is to spend summers in Ireland. If we can make that happen, that would be such a dream. It'd be so hard with PTO and everything like that, but Mm -hmm. I would just love to spend summers in Ireland with like, so they get to know that side of the family a little bit more. They understand like the culture. Cause I'm probably going to give them an Irish middle name and they're going to hate me for it unless I tell them more (laughs) about where they're from. So I just think that would be such like such a great thing to be able to do. I know it's like expensive, especially if you're like owning two houses or like renting or something like that, but oh, that would be a dream. Mm-hmm. So wait, Emma, where do you want to live? Um, I think for me, I always, so I'm with you guys love the Pacific Northwest. And again, I'm the older I've gotten, I've realized like we have mountains, we have the ocean, everything. we have the Puget Sound. We literally have everything. And for me, like I love being ex- able to experience all four seasons, which in a lot of places you don't. And like, like in the Philippines, it's rainy season or dry season. Like there's no fall. (laughs) It's like typhoons or it's super hot. (laughs) So, um, so I think for me, I always joke around. I say, if I wasn't Filipino, I'd be Italian. And I probably was in another (laughs) life. Um, I love, I, we, we visited Florence. When was that? 2017 or 2018. I can't even remember you guys, but probably one of my favorite cities I've ever visited. I love the walkability. I love eating Italian food. I love drinking wine. So like the whole, our whole time there, I mean, obviously we're on vacation and like, you're kind of like living on cloud nine, but, um, I just like, like the lifestyle aspect. And again, like huge fan of pasta, cheese, pizza, (laughs) mozzarella. Yes, that's I changed that's mine me. to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question: Are you a morning person or a night owl? Neither, <laughs> neither. <laughs> yeah, I I like to go to bed early and sleep in. I I need like twelve hours of sleep to function, which mm-hmm. does not work with kids. I can't wait for them to grow up, just so that I get more sleep. Um, I, I would say I love mornings, even though I'm not a morning person. Yeah, I'm a night owl. Um, I work, I get the most creative energy around 11 PM, um, which makes mornings interesting, especially when I have to like get up for meetings and stuff. But yeah, I just love, I feel like it's the same mentality for people that get up early. They're like the whole world's asleep and you can just have your coffee. And I'm like, that's the same thing at midnight, the whole world's asleep and I'm working. (laughs) I'm the exact same. I literally like, I get so creative at midnight, like 11 or even like one or two, like, but then I end up regretting it so much in the morning because I do have to like wake up at seven every day. I'm just like, Oh, I'm getting like, yeah, I'm getting five hours of sleep. (laughs) That's awful. Oh yeah. I wish that my schedule (laughs) worked for a night off. (laughs) Exactly. Cause I keep doing it. I do it regardless, (laughs) but I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. I definitely get the most creative energy at night. How, how do you function on five hours of sleep? Barely. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I do not encourage it to anybody. I just can't like, I just can't help it. Like I, me too. Yeah. I can't like, I can't go to sleep because I just have so many ideas. Like I've talked to my doctor about this too. It's just so hard for me to sleep because I get so many ideas at night and I'm just like, Oh my God, I have this. And I'll literally like need to whip out my phone and like write it down. And then of course, like your phone screen keeps you awake. So that's just like not helping. And if I don't write it down, then I'll wake up the next morning really frustrated. Cause I'm like, I had this great idea yesterday and I can't remember it. And it's really bothering me. So yeah, hopefully one day I'll figure out a better system as of now I am not thriving in the sleep department, but we're, Wait, we're working I, on can it. Can I, um, can I throw out a suggestion? Please. I'm not a doctor. I wonder if you start your wind down time earlier, if you'll still get all of those ideas, but you're going to sleep earlier. I know. Yeah. I've my, my doctor also recommended that to me too, but it's so hard. Like, I think the biggest thing is like working a nine to five and then having like like content creation and podcast stuff on top of that. And then, you know, it, cause like typically I'll end my day at like four and I'll take like an hour long break. So like at five is like when I start content creation stuff, like I'm writing my blog posts, I'm working on my captions, I'm like doing all this. And so that takes me until like, I mean, it depends on the day, but typically it's like nine or later. And at that point I've been staring at my screen that whole time. Cause I can't really do it on like a pad of paper if I'm planning captions and stuff. So I think that's my biggest thing. I would love to just like 
not do that, <laughs> but hopefully yeah. I think it'd be like, cause I would love to wind down. My ideal situation is literally just wrapping up at like seven or eight and then reading a book, like right before I go to bed. Cause when I do that on the days that I'm not super crazy and I can do that. Oh, I love it. Like books put me, well, granted, I normally stay up actually pretty late if I'm really getting into a book, but I get really tired so I can pass out right after I'm done reading whatever chapter I was going to end on. Trust me, I get it. When I worked at a coffee shop, I was getting up at five and I would go to bed at like 12 or one because, well, part of the reason was I just did not want to go to sleep to have to wake up to go to the job. So that was mentally, Mm -hmm. but it was the exact same thing. Like I would get off work and it's like when you're doing as many things as you are, there's only so much time in the day. So you're like, either I'm doing this or I'm not. And like, I'm obviously going to do it. Um, For me, I mean, it ended in being sick and having a fever for two weeks and almost going to the hospital. So don't let that happen to you. But I understand, like, it is hard sometimes to explain to people like, no, you don't get it. There's just not enough time. And I literally have to do these things. Yeah, exactly. I wish there were more hours in the day. I was watching Twilight yesterday with my husband who hated every second. (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys. Stop watching Eclipse. I was watching Eclipse. I love it. Well, and I literally, if I could like just stay awake for 24 hours like vampires, I would be living. I would too. So much work. I am a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Romania. That's true. Um, And then for me, I'm a morning person. Maddie knows this. I'm like, when we go on trips, I'm like up at like, 7 30 or 8 and I'm like okay let's go go. and I wake up like literally 10 like 10 minutes before we need to go and I like throw on my makeup I can I can see like Emma stressing in the corner while I'm like laying in bed you're no you're really good you're she never like tries to like she I can just like see her she's like looking at me she's like oh is she gonna get ready yet and then I rapid fire get up and like do some like crap makeup like in 10 minutes and I'm like ready to go that's so funny um but I've always been gosh like I feel like I still go to bed like relatively late like I'm probably in bed by like 11 11 30 I don't know I like that's just like my normal time um and so but like the mornings it's exactly what Olivia what you said it's like you have that time in the morning and like the world is quiet and and so for me like I love being able to like walk my dog like drink my coffee, eat my bagel journal, and then start my day. And so, um, but I've always like been that way. And I, I, Maddie and I have talked about this. If there's any sunlight that, or light that hits the window, like my, what is that called? That whatever the circadian. Circadian Yes. Mm -hmm. You guys, like I am like, I'm like, Oh, there's light. And (laughs) which is so funny because then the exact opposite happens or it's, it still follows it. Right. Like in the summers, I wake up super early, but then like I struggle in wintertime when like sunrise is like 745, eight. Cause I'm like, no, no I'm trying to get up, but my body's like so synced with, with the sun. So get one of those sunrise clocks. I know I got one and it didn't work though. So oh. like maybe do some <laughs> research. Cause I was so excited about it. And then it just like turned on, like it, it wasn't even like a gradual, like sunrise, oh. like it's supposed to be, it just like turned on with that is. It's like really, it's like a lamp basically, but it slowly like turns on to mimic a sunrise. Oh, I've so heard annoyed. so many great things. <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. I want one now. <laughs> that was funny. also my problem. I was like, nope, not anymore. I don't want to do this. Like <laughs> turn the light off. I want to go back to bed. Yeah. Speaking of kind of like, I know you started talking about seasons a little bit, Emma. So I'm just going to jump to this question. What's your favorite season? Mm-hmm. I think summer is my favorite season. Cause I don't really like the rain. Mm. Not summer. <laughs> just anything that's <laughs> not summer. Anything that's not hot. It just, I, I can't explain to you. I mean, Lisa can attest to this. Arturo, my boyfriend, like he knows when summer is coming because I swear I complain more in three months than I do the rest of the year combined. Like I detest summer on every level. Oh my gosh. I like fall. Do you love yesterday? It I did think like it was kind of warm, warm though. I know. It was, so it was like weirdly humid. I just, I love like fall. I, I like the rain. It puts me in a good mood. Not like every single day, but I just like okay, summer yeah, guys. I would oh, say, I would say that fall, fall is my 
other favorite season. So cozy. Because now that I live here, it's not uh, rainy. I mean, I lived in Portland, which is just like Seattle in weather. It gets a little warmer now, but um, yeah, it was like just awful. Like literally just, you know, three fourths of the year it's raining in Portland. And Mm -hmm. so I, I feel like I'm still comparing that to here, but here the climate is like completely different. So dry here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love the crunchy leaves in the fall. That's yes. my favorite. I never had crunchy leaves in the fall and now I have crunchy leaves. It's the best. <laughs> well, and I will say I went to Eugene not too long ago for a wedding and it was like 85 and clear out. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this actually isn't bad. But I think what's happening to make me hate summer even more is that like it was 110 111 here for like a week straight in June and when all of the fires happen all the smoke settles in because yeah. we live in a valley so you can't oh. even go outside like you can't see mountains you can't see anything because it's so smoky and it's so unbearably hot you literally can't even go outside so then ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I hate extreme heat. I can do like, I can do like, I think like spring is one of my favorites because it's like a mild heat. It's like warm enough where I can like walk outside and feel the sun on my face, but not be like overheating. But I also love fall for the same reason that you do. Like it's so cozy and like the weather in the Pacific Northwest is actually pretty great during the fall. It, yeah. Well, in yeah. certain areas, kind of like you were saying, but like in Seattle, it's great. Like it's not like, I don't think it's too rainy. I think like we get kind of a bad rap for that, but I really don't think it rains as much as people people say it does. Maybe you're that's also just used me. to a lot of rain. So you're like, oh, today it didn't rain. Yeah. First time in two weeks. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> I know. So I, I guess I can't really pick a fit. I don't know. I love them all for different reasons. I love the fall for like the colors and all that. I love the spring for like the like warm ish weather, but not too warm. And then this like flowers are absolutely beautiful. Summer also has its beautiful flowers. I'm thinking like photo shoot wise now, which I probably shouldn't, mm-hmm. but then like winter photo shoots are always so fun because you just get to like run around the snow. They are freezing though. So I would say that might be one of my, I love winter photos, but I hate being in the snow. Yeah, Can't stand it. I love looking at it. Hate being in it. Same. Um, okay. I think for me, I think summer was a long favorite. I've always loved summer, but fall is a really close second. Um, so in high school, I ran cross country and I've continued to run like through college and after. And so my favorite running season is fall crunchy leaves the air is crisp and you don't like I actually really struggle to like run in the summertime like it's like I'm like oh my god I'm overheating like I can't do this but fall time is like when I'm just like loving it thriving it's still sunny not too cold yet um so yeah I'd say summer and fall for me all right you guys so last question of the top of the topic. Oh my gosh. Last question of the day. Um, what's a taboo topic that you wish wasn't so taboo? Ooh, risky. Do you want me to go? Yeah. You go. <laughs> um, I think, well, I, okay. There was like a, f- a few of them. I, I would say one of them is Yeah. So my boyfriend and I are abstinent until we're married. And that is something that I didn't talk about for a very long time because I never wanted to make people feel alienated for the choices that I was making. Mm -hmm. And recently in the past couple of months, actually after our interview with Sarah from the Birds Papaya, we really realized um, like the importance of being ourselves and really talking about who we are and the decisions that we're making, but knowing, like making sure everybody knows that they feel welcome. Um, And so I think like a taboo topic is the idea that we can talk about sex and like, kinks and like all of these things that people talk about on podcasts and it's totally fine but we don't talk a lot about the people that are abstaining from those things and the people that are like yeah I'm, I'm not doing those things but it's no judgment towards anybody else um so I know it's kind of like a heavy one but I would say just personally in my life I have found that I feel a little bit censored when it comes to the decisions that I'm making for me mm-hmm. yeah like in I mean, because you openly talk about it. And she also doesn't drink alcohol and neither does her boyfriend because they both have alcoholism in their families. Or Troy doesn't. But oh, I, he does? Oh, you don't. Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was both of you. Um, and so that's just like a personal choice, like being wise on their own parts. And so, yeah, it's, it is kind of crazy how like they won't be invited to certain things or people feel uncomfortable for drinking around them. They're like, oh, literally 
you can do whatever you want. Like they'll go to any party, like people getting drunk or like doing whatever they want to do. And they feel perfectly fine and comfortable because Mm -hmm. it's their own decision and they're not judging people for like what their own choices choices are. Mm -hmm. Um, which is like why I love Olivia, uh, because she just, she doesn't judge people for what they do as long as like they're aware of what they're doing. (laughs) Um, yeah, I would say similarly, like, you know, we, we just openly talk about our faith and we never want people to feel uncomfortable by that because it's our own choice. It's how we live our life and we're not judging people for what they choose to do or believe in. And so we, we just want people to also be accepting of like what, what we believe in and mm-hmm. yeah, just being able to talk about that. Yeah. I love those. Cause I think it's like, I think being able to just be yourself and make choices for yourself and not judge other people based on like what they choose to do or how they choose to live your life. Like that's always the biggest thing for me. I'm just like, anytime, like I have some family members that'll just go on rants about like what other people are doing. And I'm like, but why do you care? <laughs> I'm like, literally, why do you care? How does it impact you in any way, shape or form? And like, yeah, like with drinking and everything, like I've seen so, so many of my friends are actually really great about like now on uh, Twitter, they're talking about if you're going to have a party, like have like a mocktail option, have like these things because you, you know, should like, if we're talking about like accessibility for people, like if someone doesn't, even if they don't choose to drink, like just for one night, instead of just having it overall, like have an option for people. And I think being able to just let people live and choose the decisions that they want to, and then talk about it and not feel ashamed to say, you know, this is how I live my life. This is what I do because yeah, like I think our society tends to shame people for kind of speaking their truths and like living life the way that they want to. And I'm just like, as long as you're not hurting other people, live the life you want to live. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's, it's pretty interesting. The amount of experiences I've had with people literally looking at me in my face going, yeah, I can't be your friend because you know, we can't talk about sex and you don't drink. And I'm like, I'll talk about sex. (laughs) I'm like, I'll talk about sex with you if you want. (laughs) Um, but it's just, it's kind of, it's just so interesting that, you know, we can talk about, everybody can talk about what their faith is or what they're choosing to do. But if it's not kind of in the majority of people, then for some reason, we're not able to talk about it. Um, But I am really grateful for this space and, and kind of coming to the acceptance of what this podcast is and being like, this is us. Like you're listening to this podcast for who Lisa and I are. And these are the choices that we're making, but no matter what you choose, you're so you're like, welcome to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and we're trying to make those taboo topics, not so taboo because they shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of for me. I think mine would be like mental health. Like, even though I feel like it is getting a lot more mainstream, like I'm seeing a lot more conversations happening around mental health. I mean, with Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics and that being a huge thing because she needed a step back for her mental health and everything like that. I think it is becoming a lot more common to have those discussions in a public forum. Something I wish like would be like more common or more accepted is just like having those conversations at home. Cause I know so many like kids who are afraid to tell their parents, like if they're living at home still, obviously like when you become an adult, it is like, not to say a little bit easier, but you do have a little bit more freedom over like the choices you get to make, but like having the freedom to go see a doctor. If you're not like feeling well, talk about like, Hey, I'm having a really bad day. Like I need a break or even like in social situations, even though we talk about mental health all the time on our podcast too. And like, I talk about it on my Instagram. I still get really nervous. Like when, if I'm having a bad mental health day and I have to text a friend and say, Hey, I'm just like not feeling up to it today. I feel so bad because I feel like I'm letting them down or I feel like, you know, they think that I don't care about them when in reality, it's just, I'm really overwhelmed. And so like, I think as a society, even though we're welcoming talking about it more and like, I I still would love to see, I guess, more acceptance on like a relationship level with people because slowly I think we're getting there, but I don't think we're where we should be yet. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So for me, I feel like we could do like a full podcast episode on breaking down (laughs) topics because my brain's like, go like, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So my topic, um, is money and money specifically with women. Um, I, 
am very open and transparent about making money as a creator. And I've never gotten anything like directly at me, but I have seen like just kind of the questions posed or different conversations where it's like, when did becoming a creator just become all about money? And it's like, no, that's like not it at all. Um, Money for me, I mean, like as a personal just like mission, I, I would say like, I'm going to be talking about money in my professional and personal careers, especially for women and women of color, where traditionally we've been conditioned to not speak about money, but in like reality, like not talking about money keeps women and women of color in the dark. And you only learn how to get more comfortable about talking about it with any topic, right? Especially like with money, if we're able to just start having those personal conversations. Like I've had conversations with girlfriends. Like one of my girlfriends is a computer science engineer, like majored in statistics and computer science, stayed silent for the first few years of her career. And she knew the interns were getting paid more than her. And I literally had like, thank God we, she finally had a female manager who saw the, the pay and was like, we we're underpaying you. Like, why are we underpaid and like corrected her pay? But she like brought that up at brunch. And like, I looked at all my girlfriends at the table and I was like, you guys, like, this is why we have to talk about money. I'm like, and it's just happened over and over. I've got had girlfriends like get promoted to director levels, huge career jumps, finds out that like her peer level who also got the same promotion negotiated more money. So she went from celebrating to wait, what? I could have asked for more money. And so I, for me, money is like a really big thing I talk about and just want to make a little bit more less taboo and um, help other women around me who listen to the podcast, um, who, you know, are personal friends that like, let them know, like, it's okay to talk about it. This is not like your value as a person. Like we're talking about your business. We're talking about your career. We're talking about how do we get more comfortable, you know, we're, we're talking about starting new invest. So just things like that. So yeah, yeah money's my taboo topic. So good. so good. You just, you have to ask. I mean, I worked at, I worked at a coffee shop. I asked for a raise. He said no. And I said, peace out, you know? And so <laughs> yes. I, I think a lot of times we are, and, and this kind of goes along with just like in the not to get on my soapbox, cause I always do this, but like, this is just, this is life. You don't have to follow mm-hmm. all of these societal things you're supposed to do. Like freaking stand up for yourself, ask for the money, follow your dreams, quit the job you don't like. Like it doesn't really matter because you don't have to do the things that everybody is telling you to do, mm-hmm. do what you need to do for yourself and follow your gut. And if that person doesn't respect you leave because you have the choice to do that. It's, and that's why, like, I, I, we believe in like knowing your worth because it's like, I'm worth so much more than that. And if you can't see that, that's really unfortunate because you're really missing out on a lot of talent. Um, and so that's, oh, I love, I love that you talk about that. Yeah, that's actually true. something that I see on TikTok more than ever now is people saying like, Hey, this is how much money I made when I first started my job. And then when I noticed like, uh, they were giving me more and more, um, responsibility, I gave it back to them. And I said, Hey, this is actually looking more like this job and they get paid this much commission. Can you equal that? And I'm like, wow, I'm glad that people are actually bringing this up because if I was in that space, I would have never known. And just the fact of like bringing up these taboo topics at all is so good. This is going to sound so roundabout, but I just found out the real meaning behind, um, you know, the song pumped up kicks by people and it's about school shootings. And I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I always thought it was crazy that we headline it <laughs> I know yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like this is messed up and and that's what people were saying like this is so messed up like why would you make a school uh, a song about school shootings and um through interviews the uh music group they were saying like what's well, actually so that we keep talking about it and mm-hmm. that we do things that like better the school system and help kids like with mental health issues and who are like they're calling out for help And so it's kind of just like, you know, Emma, what you're doing, it's like, no, we should make these topics like normalize. This shouldn't be a taboo thing. Like who said that money should be taboo. And everyone's saying like talking about, I I just remember Kim Kardashian. She said one interview, like talking about money is tacky. And I'm like, 
why only rich no. rich people say that yeah. no not yeah. even like rich I feel like the richer you are the less weird it can get because I mean I guess it just depends on the person I take that yeah. back because <laughs> I think that the more people I see at least on TikTok obviously I'm like liking these videos and so I see it more um but they're talking about their positions and how they got better positions. I mean, there's like this one real estate broker who just talked about how much money he made on like a $169 million home wow. and how he did it and all this stuff. And yeah. I'm like, this is such good information. Like who cares how much money it is? It's yeah. the fact that he's making the sale and how he did it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's celebrities too that don't talk about yeah. it as much because we had talked about this on the podcast with you guys um, about talking about how much to charge for podcast sponsors. Mm-hmm. And I've been in this space for a long time and I still am like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And Dax Shepard from Armchair Expert was being interviewed and you could tell the guy was kind of pushing him to be like, so how much was your Spotify deal? Because we know Joe Rogan's was a hundred million. We know Call Her Daddy's was 60 million. So like, what was yours? And then they were asking him about how much he charges for sponsors. And he goes, you know, I know it's between 10 and 15,000 for some people. And then Dax was like, yeah, it's around there. And then once I added that up of how much they probably make in a year, I was like, oh my goodness. Well, here's the thing. If you can answer saying, yeah, it's around there, then just give them, give the number. Yeah. If it's it's around there, like what's the difference of saying like, yeah, it's actually 30. It's like, wow, that's impressive. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, I guess on the topic of that, like just being transparent, especially in the podcasting space, we talked about this. I'm like, and I knew the influencer industry with rates was like kind of gray. No one talked about it, but even more so in podcasting, it's like, I can't find anything online about this, but but like the reality is even if you disclose the amount, you already have the Spotify deal. You already have your sponsors lined up. A sponsor is not going to be like, Nope, sorry. You shared how much, unless there's an NDA, right? Right. Then that case, like you don't do that. Don't share that that information. (laughs) But like, at the same time, it's like, you're already driving the downloads, you're driving the listens, you're converting, like they know you're worth it. So it's like, I don't know, like, and then also like, there's not, maybe there's very few podcasts at their level that can, that have landed those Spotify deals. Like we're not going to be able to charge 10 to 15,000. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm going to say not yet. Yes. Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you talking about money has actually been really amazing for us just in the middle of trying to figure out. And I remember having a conversation with, you know, Brandon kind of feeling more empowered to be like, well, this is how much it'll be for now. But later when we have more downloads, it will be more. Mm -hmm. And then having them respect that answer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like my big girl, uh, pants on um, but it's, it has been really helpful. So, I mean, thank you guys for doing that too. Yeah. I love that. That's like a big thing. Cause I, I think like, I'm loving that I'm seeing more and more people talk about that now. Cause I mean, it like, it still is so tough and I get so frustrated. I had this TikTok didn't go viral by any means, but like, I think it like got seen by like a couple thousand people. And I said how much I charge per post and uh, like a bunch of people were like, this is so insensitive. There are people in the pandemic who have lost their jobs and like, you're bragging oh about gosh. how much you make. And I'm like, this is not <laughs> bragging. This is literally me telling you if you're a con- content creator, what you should be charging. If you have my engagement rate and you have like my size, like this is what I charge. And I think like people will take any excuse to bring you down. And I think it's just like getting over that have been just saying you are literally part of the problem. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That's so dumb. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was so much fun. We love getting to chat with you guys and it was so much fun chatting with you guys on your podcast as well. So everyone go listen to that episode because I'm sure this will be out like around like, or at least I think, I don't know. Same time, probably the same time. But yeah, before we wrap up today's episode, we'd love if you guys could share where people can find you obviously like on your podcast and then Instagrams, all that good stuff. What is my handle? You know mine better. Than yeah, you. so you can follow us. <laughs> you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram, and you can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can follow me personally at Olivia Crin and Lisa at it's Lisa Brosser. There we go. But you can find all of those links just you know on our Instagram, um, and you can also join our Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. Um, 
and yeah, we just love to hang out with you guys. Yeah, and awesome. thank you so much you for having us on. So fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cry, and at the Content Creatives Podcast. We'll see you guys next time and make sure you check out the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Bye.